Welcome back to Visceral Music, the music podcast. We talk about tracks we found on Bandcamp, if it still exists. I think it does, uh, at least in time of recording this. Um, SoundCloud, and we're sent in by people like you. You can send us your music. If you go to our website, visceral.music.blog, little submission button, that's the best way to get it put onto a future episode. You can also email us at visceralmusic at gmail. Uh, just make sure you have something funny in the subject line or refer to one of us by name. Otherwise, it's going to be lost in a lot of garbage. My name is Ryan. Craig, you're back. Yep, never left. Uh, how's it going, everybody? I hope you're... Uh, I just about said 4th of July was good. I hope it was, uh, but I hope your <laughs> Halloween was even better. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And, and Angel, how was your 4th of July six months ago? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, good. Wonderful. How was your Halloween? Did you enjoy it? Was it? Very, it was very patriotic. <laughs> <Your Halloween>. <laughs> <laughs> the most patriotic of days, you know. <laughs> your we Halloween celebrate burning patriotic. those witches. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so, gentlemen, uh, oh, no, I know you're a big movie person. I'm a yeah. big movie person. Craig, you like Battleship, so I guess you <laughs> like some types of movies or something. I've never actually seen you talk about a good movie, but I'm just going to assume you like movies as well. Wow, um, you said that so, so derisively. <laughs> Hey, I, I enjoy the Gerard Butler oeuvre. He's got a great wow. catalog of shitty movies. Uh, that movie, Jason Statham. That movie where he's a soccer dad. <laughs> Jason Statham is an amazing uh, actor as well. Makes great movies. Uh, mm-hmm. He does. The Rock. Um, you know, I'm talking about the major thespians. Vin Diesel, Vinny D. My boy Vinny D. Yeah. Uh, All those names. A lot of ball just- dudes. I was gonna say oh, yeah. you don't you don't know this because both of you are not bald men like me. But, I like uh, Brian Brian Sonneville's music or yeah. like musical and movie output. I mean, I mean, if you are a bald man, it's I understand this is probably true for a lot of people. Like you have to see people, you have to see your identity reflected in the people on the screens, and it always is nice. Paul like, Shear, yeah, I'm like, oh, Paul Shear. At least he's making something, and you know, he looks kind of like me, so that's good. But, but I brought that up because um, I was showing Anu earlier. I got a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock. DVDs and these are like released on some crummy reproduction that you know they put, they put out all the stuff that's all public domain is early English stuff and it's just amazing how shitty the quality is on these first of all I'm showing you guys a cover right now it's a little hard to read this is two movies neither of those movies are represented on the cover it's just a really shitty picture of Alfred Hitchcock looking confused like it was some stock photo and they're like yeah hey, just put it on the cover also it looks, like, it looks like someone's taking this picture when he didn't realize it yes and then also <laughs> it, there's a review it doesn't tell us for which movie because it's two movies on here but it's from the internet movie database and it's three stars oh. like why would you put that <laughs> review on the cover I'm also going to the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yes, on the back of it as well. The special features are a trailer to a different movie, not even the trailers for these movies. And I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, who puts this stuff together?" That's amazing. What are the two movies? This shit. Well, yeah. What are the Um, the two movies? uh, It is Young and Innocent and uh, the Cheney Vase. Oh, Jesus! And in addition to that, is is the at least. The quality, like when you hit play, good? No. 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 It is, in fact, that's one of the worst things about it is like, I could get a better rip uh, rip of this movie just going to like archive.org, like someone has taken the, you know, I don't know, laser disc or something. In addition, I was mentioning, oh no, I need to have the, the subtitles, especially on these bad movies. I shouldn't say bad movies. These bad rips of old movies where the audio is not Sounds great and they're speaking very English. I need those motherfucking subtitles. And they give me subtitles. Um, in Japanese and Chinese, no English. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, whoever made this thing. Well, but I to be fair, up- you are a. Oh, wait. Are you a subs, not dubs guy, or a dubs person a, when it comes to subs? 
I, I oh, need okay. s- well uh, anime. I I don't mind either, but I prefer the subs. But I do need subtitles now in general. You know, you should understand this, Craig. You've played a lot of loud music in your life. You have a young kid around. It is never quiet where I can just turn it up and like play with the audio to make sure that I can really understand the the the, the <laughs> speaking in the film. Like I gotta read that shit now. <laughs> no, my but my 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 wife loves subtitles. I know yeah. <laughs> on stuff. But again, she I I would probably say probably has the the hearing thing because of being a musician and all that other fun stuff and then yes we do have a daughter who um enjoys Screams. never not talking yep. <laughs> she's always asking questions yeah she's always asking questions about stuff and before you answer the first question she's asking about what the word meant in your answer and then you're like 15 levels deep and then you kind of climb yourself back up and then she's like okay and then runs away very good. And then it's runs great. back immediately to ask you more questions about something. It's That's fun. wonderful. But you know what's not so wonderful? <laughs> like, Maybe it is We're wonderful. just trying to watch Bachelor in Paradise, Arlie. Just <laughs> oh, stop asking me about... Like, <laughs> Battlefield and Bachelor in Paradise. There we go. Anno and I are watching like esoteric and Italian films from the yeah. 60s, and you're watching dating shows. Which is hilarious when you think about like the stuff that I pick for like the artist for music like right like, i don't i guess apparently with music i am a huge snobby piece of shit um but when it comes to everything else any trash you'll that take filth. it <laughs> but pop music like i couldn't tell you who's popular what's popular and pop music makes me want to shove a nice pick into my ear and never hear sound again but Give me the latest rock movie, baby. <laughs> okay, there you go. The reason I bring this up, other than, of course, my frustration with my DVDs here from Alfred Hitchcock, is that Hitchcock... But you willfully bought something that you knew was going to be bad. I didn't know it was going to be no, bad. No, you bought, I it, bought it online. I bought eBay for like 20 bucks, a whole box set. It's still a good deal, I mean, if I want the films on disc, but they're just did not you, did good you, enough Did you leave a good review saying it was delivered? A plus, 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 Yes, absolutely. Good callback, last episode. Yeah. Um, I, wow, bring I can't, up, rem- can't believe I remember that from two weeks ago. <laughs> Me too. That's amazing. Um, I bring up Hitchcock because in film and music, and I think art in general, there are figures that have been elevated to, like, and Hitchcock is one of the great auteurs of cinema. Like, no one's going to argue that he hasn't done some incredible films or a, a Kubrick or whatever. Or, you know, we think of musicians. Yes, yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, I'll get out of here with that. Um, no, what are you talking about? Scorsese? I'm just messing. I, I, oh. I do. I do. I just I want to pick a fight with someone. Oh, okay, okay. I, okay. I, he probably would respond because he seems to be a little bit online right now. So and, and um, he hates Marvel movies, so you can fight him about that too. I know. You love Marvel. Well, I kind of hate those movies too. Yeah, so but, we're you love, but you love Marvel. That's true. I, it's weird allegiance. <laughs> yeah. I the point of this is that Hitchcock was a true asshole. He was really terrible to some of his actresses, some of his cast. Um, Kubrick, kind of the same. Like just known for being incredibly difficult individuals that because they had such a clear vision, what they wanted to make. They were kind of allowed to just be terrible. And and that was seen as like, well, that's what great great creators do. We see that in music Roman too. Anu and I, we Oh <laughs> no, we used to uh joke when we were in a band, like, oh, you're being a Roger Waters right now. Like the idea that you're just yeah. being like this controlling asshole Wait, who wants to do it hold a up. Way. Wait a minute, hold on. We called you Roger Waters, motherfucker. Well, whatever. I was just saying, like, <laughs> someone was being referred to as a figure that was seen as like this person is controlling of this situation. And yes, yes. We need I more know, of a like, Ringo Starr and less of a John Lennon. <laughs> I'd rather be Ringo Starr. He's alive. I mean, that's awesome. Um, and he was it, in that really great uh, stuffed crust pizza commercial from Pizza in the 90s. And I want to talk about this episode. In in music and art, I think we're all kind of old enough that we can kind of see a middle 
place, but we've seen as well, like there is now a tendency within our, within the, the rhetoric, within the conversation about art that people are saying, Hey, we're going to reassess this person. And maybe we don't want them to be part of the canon anymore. Or they're going to get canceled. I guess is the word people often use like, Oh, now this, you know, now that we look back and we said it's bad, but I don't know. Is it always bad? We look at some musicians that are around right now. People like, I'm going to start picking on Taylor Swift this episode because I think <laughs> she a hundred percent is one of those controlling types of assholes. This has a different, but they sell it differently. It's not like I'm the controlling asshole forces people to do things. It's just more like I'm just hyper cunning. And uh, I want to sell a certain vision of myself to, to the, the community and the audience. So it's the same thing, but just done under a different guise. And maybe that's good. Maybe you do need like a tyrant when it comes to some of these things. You don't have to answer right now, but I'm going to have you think about that before we get to some of these songs here or, or after we get to some of these songs. So let's go to the very after. first one here. This is from Devin Morrison with their song Dream Solizer. Tell us about the song. The most on-hill song that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good thing, I think. Uh, well, great, great song. <laughs> hey, uh, great song. I love it. To me, it's kind of like a it's like a vaporwave R and B. I'm sure there's a name for that, but I don't know what it is to be honest. Uh, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very vaporwavy, but it's more in an R and B kind of style. Um, that main riff on the sax is fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of gives me like an indie video game soundtrack vibe. Kind of like there's this game called Valhalla. It's like a cyberpunk bartender game. Sounds cooler than it actually is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the mu- it's, it's just like the music in that is just like very similar to this. It's just like very like smooth, jazzy, but synthy, and this is really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, great keyboards, great 808. Also has this really uh, this like metal clank sound that you hear every once in a while. That, that just really takes me back to like GoldenEye 64 soundtrack um, <laughs> had this like metal clank sound and it's just like always stuck with me and I hear it in songs every once in a while and I'm just like oh it's the it's the GoldenEye uh, sound which is you know so that pops up in a song I'm, I'm loving it um, I will say I fucked up in choosing this song because I found this album I listened to it listened to the songs and then I found out later that this artist actually um, does a lot of songs with vocals and they're fucking hmm. great um, so you know, if you like this, you know, search out his vocal stuff too. It's it's even better, and uh, he also has a Twitch channel where I think I couldn't watch any of the videos that were on demand because you have to be like a subscriber. Uh, but I think he like on Twitch will create the songs uh, live, and then and then you know he's got a song, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's funny you brought up that Valhalla game where you're in a cyberpunk bar. I also sent you recently on uh, a vaporwave album that yes. is framed yes. as a, a barbershop soundtrack from like a Mega Drive game. Obviously, it's not <laughs> yes. a real game. It looks cool as hell. It sounds cool as hell. It's so find good. find that on YouTube or yeah. Bandcamp. It's I think it's awesome. called Barbershop, right? Yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's great. great. Um, but this this song and this record was awesome. Uh, I love that it's like right at the top of the show because I'm like, man, Craig's going to hate it and it's just going to start off just beating right in your face. <laughs> in your face. Suck so, on that, Craig. <laughs> yeah. So, Craig, what do you think of that one? Everything that was just said 
Oh my goodness! <laughs> His eyes like glossed over. He's just like in a state of catatonic. catatonic state. I will say when, when a you mega talk drive about the... game about vaporwave and a barbershop. <laughs> exactly. oh, God, I don't want to kill my, myself. My my envision of the 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 cyberpunk bartender Valhalla game is it like is it like the old Nintendo game Burger Time? Were you? <laughs> uh, not really. No, not at all. Uh, we don't like run over and knock things together to like form drinks and then. You... <laughs> no, it's almost like you're just talking to a bunch of people and it's weird yeah that okay. sounds great anyway, and you make drinks for them uh, <laughs> um it's gonna sound dumb because most of what i say is uh but i liked this song a lot more before i l- heard the rest of the songs because like like the and the like I think this holds true probably more for like electronic music for me but like the the sound palette for every other track was almost 100% identical like to this which again like oh well you listen to music and all the guitars sound the same from track to track on like albums like I fucking listen to like sludge metal and it's all the same fucking tone for everything right it's a very dumb complaint but like it did sound like it was everything was more of an like more of um a sample album for like a synth keyboard than like a distinct like musical album like it was, it was like it was sample buttons for a synthesizer like look at how cool like this what this synthesizer can do and it's like well it's all this like because it just felt like the same aural palette but again if it was just this song and i didn't hit play like if i had less time to listen to these songs i would have been talking about how cool this was but i was able to listen to more <laughs> well, we could have I- recorded last week <laughs> okay i anyways. hope you're saying this right now <laughs> Look, sometimes I got to push the recording time. Um, <laughs> I think, in defense of of the artist, is I like I say, he has albums where he actually has songs. I think this maybe more be, more be like a instrumental slash sketchbook kind of like album. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that could be why. I would. I'd definitely be curious to see what the what his vocal tracks sound like. Because again, like I I dug this track, but it was just. the rest of it like having this like again like you have at your disposal an infinite number of sounds so to me it felt weird like there was no variation in 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 almost any of the actual sounds of what was being put out there and and that's my one complaint like musically and like melodically and with all this other stuff the tracks were different but it just had like the same pastiche of like like if you didn't like picasso's blue period like you're not gonna like anything that was blue but you might like the other stuff that's more your style okay. i just called the guy fucking picasso all right <laughs> you happy now good. i was just called roger waters and he just hates jewish people so that's not so good <laughs> um i know but what do you think about the idea of like the artist the good artist as a tyrant like is that something that is it was an old norm that we should no longer accept is there still a place for that type of artiste in our society today <clears throat> that's a tough one I mean I think th- I think I think there could definitely still be a place for that I just don't think people I think everyone's very sensitive and very <clears throat> um, anti that thought you know and maybe a lot of it has to do with like pride and like the way people think of themselves they don't want to be kind of like bossed around by a tyrant and they don't think they deserve that and so maybe you know I think that it could still be a th- thing but not in not with the way people are these days and it just wouldn't work and you know what i mean i don't know i don't know if i'm getting the point across but yeah i mean just kind of digging into that like 
I do think there are still directors and people who kind of act the way, maybe not in the same, well, I shouldn't say that either. I was going to say not in the kind of sexual abuse way that like people like Hitchcock, you know, kind of teetered on, because I'm sure there's still plenty of directors who do that. But I, I still think there's certain figures who people say is like, I want to be in that movie. I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to, to work with that person. And then realizing like, Oh man, this is not a, a great vibe that I'm getting from it. But that person is allowed to continue because well, they, um, I don't know. They're, they're yeah. important. They're successful, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I th- obviously I think certain things shouldn't be done like, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that. You know, like the things that are really bad shouldn't be allowed, but you know, should someone be allowed to be maybe a little stern or a little tough or, maybe a little bit of a workhorse and you know expect a lot out of let's just say movies expect a lot out of his actors or you know his crew or you know to kind of push things and you know work hard to get a product out that i could see you know yeah it's tough but you know some of these actors get paid millions of fucking dollars you know like if you're gonna get yelled at a little bit or have to work a little longer or work at a weird time of the day that you don't normally work then fucking do it you know like you get for what you do you get paid very well um you know leave the bull you know leave the bad stuff the the toxic stuff out of it but it, you know when it comes to work i say if you work hard and you put out a good product <clears throat> that's not a bad thing i don't think hmm. you know should greg, someone be a little bit tough greg you're the most uh the most woke of us all like i would say you you seem to be more in touch with uh, the the online kind of uh, vibe of of today as a as an old dude Who's on the internet? I guess so. <laughs> an old dude. <laughs> uh, you know, you haven't. You, I'd rather be an old dude who's on Facebook and just getting pilled on like all kinds of anti-vax <laughs> stuff. You've you've got you went down a different rabbit hole. Um, so, what do you think on that question? Yeah. So I, it's tough because like I agree. There's there's like a level of intensity that's fine, right? That and and in some on, and on some levels is necessary for things to get done right like if you're super laid back and trying to be like everybody's friend like nothing like nothing probably well i won't won't say nothing will get done but like you're what you want to be that what the output to be is not going to be it's not going to hit that note right so you do have to push and be forceful about things but yeah like where that line of intensity is to where it becomes like to the point of uh, like emotional abuse and and things like that is is a is obviously going to be different for different people um so like i and yes again i will say the obvious which doesn't need to be stated but like sexual harassment and sexual abuse and all this other and and like things in that realm should not and obviously shouldn't like should not exist and if you there there shouldn't be any coming back from that which unfortunately there is <laughs> in this day and age whether you're an actor a comedian a singer whatever like people can like come back and because they're like oh well they paid their due and now they can continue doing that other stuff and it's like well in, on some level you should be you should be literally canceled from that aspect of what made you famous like you but like it's not saying that they should not be a part of society or anything like that like yeah paying your debts is is fine but it's like there's there's just way too much of like i guess not leniency about allowing those people back in but it's like oh given enough time like oh they paid their debt and like what the fuck do they do 
they just didn't do anything for five years and suddenly they're we, cool again. We just didn't like, pay attention to them for a little while. So that was yeah, good. and then they're and then they're fine. Like, oh, they, they did something. Okay, cool. Like, but there's other like, and it takes away, I think, from building an actual. Um, I, I don't know, like a. A, a, a world where that stuff won't happen because like there, then there are actual consequences to doing that shit like if there if the only consequence is for three years you don't put out a comedy album or you don't make a movie and then you can come back and everybody celebrates you more for some reason like i don't think that's that's not really a deterrent to <laughs> to being an like uh, like an actual predatory piece of shit but like from like an intense standpoint where you're like pushing people to to act to to like give you more out of a scene or whatever like i yeah like i'm fine with that type of asshole like director or whatever but like again as long as they're not like mentally abusing somebody or like spraying water on them to get them to like have an intense reaction like that that type of thing where you're like doing like torture like, like to, to people obviously yes that crosses the line but it, it is to me it is kind of a fine line on where being an asshole to push people to get to to get your vision done becomes abusive right like if is it like oh i wouldn't want this done to me but then it's like these people are a lot of times on that spectrum of being kind of masochistic and sadist where they're like fine with giving and receiving that type of thing for their vision and and let's, we'll continue this. I want to talk about some musicians who kind of fits mm. as well. But let's get to our next track here. This is for, from a London act called Warm, uh, Worm, sorry, Worm Grunting with their song Lost Whale. So I got some real like emo-ish Radiohead vibes from this track. Um, th- th- that was just like the initial thought that I had, which also kind of connects to this theme. I think about uh, certain individuals who might be seen as very difficult, but have a vision. And uh, um, I don't know. I thought the song was very good. Had some really cool stuff. I'm surprised it's not more popular just based on what I heard here. But Craig, I'm sure you picked it because it's on Bandcamp at least doesn't have many fans. So why'd you decide on this? Um. Oh, because you heard it, and uh, it's nice. Um, besides their name, which I, I think is great, Worm Grunting is makes no sense. I'm sure in, in Britain it probably means something like, uh, I don't know, like a, a popsicle or whatever. Who knows? They, they have a weird idea of what English is. Um, I like how incomplete the songs feel in their completeness, if that makes any sense. Like, with this track, the vocals sound like it should be part of this bigger, like, garage psych rock uh, track like with the vocal delivery and everything like you, you kind of when I hear like that style of vocal I, I expect to hear like bigger like spacey guitar riffs and like and uh, solos and whatnot but there wasn't like that stuff was just missing and so like it felt a little sporadic and disjointed but 
it worked in a, in a in a cool way. Like they just like forgot to to mix in a part, but they're like, yeah, fuck it. I, I like the way this sounds. We're going mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah. So like based off like and, and a lot of the other tracks are like that too. And like there one of their tags is ambient rock, and I thought that really like fits that type of feel to it, where it's like they're like they strip away certain things that you think should be it, part of this song, and it just like kind of bare bones it to a point that makes it feel right on the like it's a, a very complete structure but it still feels like it's missing something but not at the same time and i think that's it's very cool oh no what do you think of this <clears throat> i thought it was kind of an interesting song it kind of like kicks in it takes like a minute for it to kick in so it kind of has like a little intro um but i really like the keyboards that were in it um i really like the, sp- the spacey kind of effects that you kind of hear throughout the whole song um whatever's doing that like the whale sound because the title is uh the word whales in the title i forgot what the title is called lost uh, whale lot thank you um so there's like a little cool little uh, something's making some kind of like whale sound like an instrument is making it it sounds <laughs> really cool i like that too um wasn't a few, huge fan of the vocals but i thought they worked fine for the song um and overall i thought it was a good song mm-hmm. now oh no you're a fan of king crimson robert right at least some king crimson yeah, uh, yeah, like up until they broke up in the mid seventies. Okay, broke up like one of the many times they broke up because you yeah, know anything yeah. about King Crimson? Like literally, Robert Fripp, who's I would say kind of is King Crimson. Like he's probably the only member who's been every record right at this yeah. point. The yeah. guitar player, known for being a complete psychopath, psychopathic asshole who just is like. In fact, uh, there's a great documentary from the BBC about prog music, and they describe it as like. Someone uh, who left Yes to join King Crimson was like going from West Germany and breaking across the Berlin Wall into into you know Soviet controlled territory. Like that was the idea. Like you were in a free place <laughs> that was happy and fun, and you decided, no, I really want being abused and you know by someone. That's what I really want in my life. Uh, and I actually think it's That's a perfect just Western ex- propaganda. Goddamn it! If we're oh, going go. back to my my, my your very my woke online, Twitter personality. This pill, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I'm amazed you haven't tried to cancel BBC for that one. You know, just slandering the wonderful Soviet republics of the East. But uh, um, I, I find that, like, I listened to the very first King Crimson record, that 21st uh, or the, the, the Court of the Crimson King. Is that the name yeah. of the record? Yeah, in the Court yeah. of the Crimson King. Um, yeah, that one is an incredible record, and it is an incredible record because of all the people who are in it. That yes, they might have had a very strict thing of what they wanted, but you can hear in that record. There is collaboration. There's ideas. Yeah. There's Robert Fripp, and then there's all these other people. Who said no, no, no. I'm I'm big enough. I'm from Emerson Lake and Palmer, asshole. I can do what I want. Um, <laughs> well, he wasn't in it yet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I guess that's the super group that comes later. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, what was it? John Lake was that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, re- I'm just listing names. No one gives a shit about in, in prog music. But <laughs> no, it was the, my, Carl, it was it was uh, Greg Lake. Greg Lake. There we go. John Greg. Whatever English names. Um, <laughs> and. I find that like when I listen to some of the other stuff where clearly he had more control, Robert Fripp had more control over the process, being the tyrant that he is, it's not as good. And so I almost feel like sometimes a lot of people get credit for being an asshole and like, well, look at this awesome thing I made. I made in the Court of the Crimson King. Like, yeah, that's great. But it really actually wasn't great because you were the asshole. In fact, some of these films and things like they might have been better if you didn't have so much control over that process. And I don't know if that's just like my, my old anarchist self coming through. Like, no, collaboration is good, and actually having consensus is a good thing. I, I don't know. Uh, Anil, what do you think of that? Well, it, it's funny because, yeah, that first album is really good, and there's a lot of people. I was like five or six people, I think, in the band. There's like a lyricist slash, like I think, effects for when they played live um, member. 
Um, and then you look at the last album before they broke up for a few years, uh, which was Red, and I think they have three people in the band at that point. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and there's constant lineup changes. But I think that Red album is one of their best albums. It's I think it's probably my favorite album of theirs. I think it's really good. Really? Um, yeah. So wow. I think, that, I mean, That's crazy. And, you and Kurt and, Cobain. <laughs> we have a lot of things in common. I wear cardigans. Yeah. <laughs> I want to shoot myself with a shotgun all the time. Oh, um, that's dark. <laughs> A bit better on our Halloween episode, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to go with one that I know really well, of course, is Roger Waters. You know, I'm a big Pink Floyd mm-hmm. fan, and that you know that band started off very collaborative. Um, started up, I mean, when it started off, there was a different lead person. So Sid Barrett was like the band leader at the time. Really, he wrote all the songs, um, and then he leaves the band. They get David Gilmore as a guitar player, but uh, I like how you're okay. like, he's very, very collaborative. Sid Barrett wrote all the songs. Well, <laughs> I mean, but like, Sid Barrett but was music- so insane but, that it was but, just like it all kind of popped together. Well, but musically, I mean, he wrote the songs, like the lyrics and everything. But musically, they're very no. I, I, I know what you're saying. Impro- just, it just sounded a lot of improvisation. It was, and stuff. It was very. It was just mm-hmm. very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get. It. Um, but then, so yeah, David Gilmore gets in the band, um, and then over time, um, you know, those early '70s albums, like '60s, early '70s albums, you know, you see who's credited with the songs and then sometimes it's david gilmore sometimes it's richard wright sometimes it's roger waters sometimes it's all of them but as you get farther and farther down the line it's primarily roger waters and by the time of the wall that's pretty much a roger waters album you know he brings everything to the table on that album mostly except for you know the stuff that the guys the other guys play um and then he kicks richard right out of the band the next album is the final cut the last album Pink Floyd album with Roger Waters I mean it's like completely a Roger Waters album it's like almost like a Roger Waters solo album at that point it's like this is not a Pink Floyd Mm -hmm. album anymore so I think that that you know that's a good example of you know something taking someone taking over so much that it's lost its identity of what it originally was and I think more to a detriment as opposed to King Crimson where I said said earlier I like that later stuff uh, Pink Floyd is just like well this stuff sucks now it's not even good it's not Pink Floyd anymore yeah. Well, you say you like the later stuff on King Crimson, but then you're like, I don't like anything that they did after like the mid '70s, which was a lot of stuff. Well, I love the '80s records. Well, I think no, that, I think that three pieces. No, I was talking about On Hill. No, I think it's only four albums. I think I think they did three in the '80s and one in the '90s. Uh, I've got them on post '70s, post '70s. But you're saying, but you're, but you're, but it, yeah, but you're, uh, I don't but you're that. saying, I'm not, that, I'm yeah. not counting that. <laughs> I'm not counting what I don't count what I say. Don't use my words against me. <laughs> Let me go this next song because I, I think this word Craig can give us some insight before they break up. Fair yes, enough. Exactly. Yeah. Let me play this one because Craig's got a. There's an incredible element of what our, we discussed on the last episode about this next track, but also I think Craig is a, a doctor might have some some uh, some good insight he could provide for us in this larger conversation here. But this is from I think uh, an, a musician by the name of Margaret. Barbara uh, with their song Maple. That was a good reading of that name. Damn. I might be AI, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I picked this song. I kind of just liked the description of it and it sounded kind of cool. And I was like, all right, not many people like it. I'm going to share it. Craig, what is this? At least as far as you can tell. I mean, instantly I've heard this song roughly 9,000 times. And the other tracks on this album, I've heard 9,000 times. Why so is this, that, Craig? You just love it that much? No, because this is released under 9,000 different names and 9,000 different track names with 9,000 different, well, like, all stolen artwork. Like, 
if you were smart and looked at the artwork <laughs> yeah. and noticed that the the name of the album and the artist on the artwork did not match Margaret Barbara and whatever the name of the album was. I bet. That's funny. I picked it because if you look at the cover to the link, we'll share it. It's like kind of like a doom, you know, pot smoking metal. And I was like, cool. Like Margaret, you're gonna have badass music. And then I was like, oh, it doesn't really say anything. But I thought that's like a weirdo thing you do, right? Like you'd have Bong Sword, but it'd be a cover of like a weird cat or whatever. You know, it's like I thought that was a bit, but. I'm just done. Well, and then like the artist picture, like like if you reverse Google image search of this stuff, like you'll find. Like I'm going to do that. No, shit. I, no, I, 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 know, I, I know that. I I know you're not going to, but like for me, like again, I listen to new releases on Bandcamp daily, where I'll click through like 30 different things or 40 different things, and like you eventually will. Oh, I heard this. I've heard this. I've heard and like, and then there'll be a run of everything, and they all follow the same pattern. Where it's like it's only one release that 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 they have though in different cases in different style there's there oh my god there's like multiple styles of spammers that that some have will steal like uh, like Chinese artists where they'll have like where they'll have multiple albums by the person and it's all like different Chinese pop songs that are, that are on there but they're like from Wisconsin like the artists and then they're mm-hmm. singing clearly in like Mandarin or Cantonese with like like you know, like Chinese stylized music and like and the first time I came across this I'm like oh wow this is really cool that this person from Wisconsin's making this type of music and then like you like shazam what's being played and I'm like oh yeah that's not this person at all and then you like come across multiple times where this happens and it's like why are they doing this and then like with this album this was the first time I saw other people actually that had quote unquote purchased the album but I like clicked on the six different people that had bought it, or maybe it was five, to look to see what they've all bought, quote unquote. And it's all the same things. And you click on all of those albums, and you hit play, and it's all the songs from that are on this, on those, with different names, with stolen artwork from different stuff. And it's all people just like because you can use free codes for each individual yeah. release. So like now, I think they're getting more i don't know if if they're trying to game the system where they get if they get enough people to follow the albums now they get pushed higher into like where things get popped in and then they're like people like ryan who are dumb enough to to like oh this sounds good because I paid like, they're ten dollars for this yeah because they're not listening to like ninety thousand things a, a month like and like so like I think they're getting more and more sophisticated <laughs> like but again they're using stolen artwork that's easily like if you like one of the one of the one of the things that they're using is like a menzinger's cover like from from a like a fairly prominent band like they straight up stole (laughs) stole the artwork from that or like slift another band that's not huge but like i'm familiar with them and it's like it's just it it boggles my mind like how because it's the easiest thing to do because you can you like a like a site that has you upload music like if youtube has an algorithm where like if you upload a live concerts from like 30 years ago it'll pin it'll pick out like that these are songs from like like when i uploaded a converge album or a converge show from 95 it the youtube algorithm was smart enough to be like hey these are tracks from studio albums from this band you can't like mod mod like monetize them like i don't care like 100 people are gonna watch it who gives a shit like so they can pull out but like a site that's dedicated to uploading music has no 
failsafe to look to cross-reference songs, especially if they're like yeah, it's if crazy. Mul- like dozens of them are uploaded a day. It's oh, it's, it pisses me off. But oh no, with all that in mind, how did you, did you like this track? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Uh, this is what I have. Moments. Moments are what make a man's life. Moments are what shape a man's character. Moments are what break a man's spirit. Moments are what haunt a man as he lays on his deathbed. Hmm. This was a moment. Thank you. Wow. That's pretty original. I like that. Powerful, too. <laughs> Glad you just wrote that on the spot on Hill. Yeah. Uh, I kind of did. You're a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, you're a doctor. When it comes to a, a, like a, a powerful artist who's going to kind of do something, maybe they're going to push people, they're going to challenge people. I know because you had to go through research methods classes, just like I have, you're only allowed to do certain things with the people that you are using as your, your research pool, right? Like you've had to learn, like I like today you can't be just injecting a bunch of people with stuff that you're working on in your lab, like that violates some laws and moral things. Yeah, um, that's why they like, do it on animals because it's a lot. they're a lot more lenient on what you can do with I know, and you're <laughs> very much in favor of that as someone who says, oh, yeah. I am an animal rights activist. I want the rights to be able to abuse these animals to get <laughs> cosmetics, and that's a great thing. Everyone's happy about that. But do you think like in our there should be a similar like i don't know training because that, that that would be impossible but like there should be well i, I mean know. if you go to like film school like 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 if you're actually going to like a film school or acting school or studio or things like that there should be that there should have like that should be part of a curriculum do you think that's part of music though I, i've never met a musician well, who has got classically trained and said oh i went through a, an ethics class on how to well no i'm saying there's sh- that's why i'm saying there should be i think film schools do if you're like you probably do have to do i don't know i don't know that yeah, yeah. film school but or, or, yeah like or yeah the berkeley school of music and like things things like that like i think like in that in that world i guess but but again like music is way different than movies like you we can make an album with zero dollars we cannot make a movie with zero dollars oh yes i can and i did <laughs> hey you know <laughs> no hold on you, you had to spend some money on gas that's true okay. i had to buy the video the v- vhs tapes we put in the camera that's so. right yeah it. but you, you know what i'm saying like to like from a, like even even like a baseline indie like to, to make like a quote-unquote indie movie is very expensive to make an indie album is not so like like the, the like yeah there's youtube where there's you know a billion and a half hours of content uploaded a day or whatever but those aren't movies that people are like that aren't ever going to do anything like I, I don't know like it's it's a weird thing but there's there should obviously be in the world of like trained acting and like if you're going to become a trained professional in those worlds yeah there should be some sort of, like i had to take ethics yeah like you said you take ethics classes for for science and the way you treat human beings and like like, that should be sort of part of generalized curriculum, but I, I do like I, a lot of it. I do think what it comes down to is just like at least in, in this day and age, they're getting better, where people are being at least more open about the experiences that they're having with other people. Which you know, and then and then like and that's where you get like again, if it doesn't cross the line into the world of like illegal actions, then people can like uh, be like, yes, I if if like director X like people are talking about how he's a like a and I'm going to use he because the 
It's going to be uh, Yeah. Being like it's a huge, uh, yeah. Being a huge asshole and like yelling at people on, like on site and like he made somebody cry and all this other stuff. If that's talked about more openly instead of being like a trade secret and like where, where like an actor or an actress would like in an interview, like when the movie comes out, like, oh yeah, like I'm glad the the movie came out well, but I'm never going to work with this person again. And like, I don't ever want to, like if that becomes more of the norm, I think it does it would cut down on people being assholes for assholes sake because i think you don't again you don't need to be a piece of shit to make great art and i think and i think it's always been used as a cover it was like oh he was a great artist so like that was just his method or whatever and i think well no they were just a bad person taking advantage of power to do that because like you've said if you push somebody too hard they're just not going to give you what they want or they do right? let, let, let's get to the next bank uh, we we'll continue this this is from right. uh, Mexico City Act this is uh, uh, Joylette with 13 What do you think of this track? Why are you asking me first? I don't know. You look so happy. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I was going through all these things. You're the, yeah. you're the closest to Mexico City. <laughs> you are, actually, technically. Yeah. I don't that know. That's actually true. I thought that was being a little... Um, mm-hmm. Cancelable? You know, that's what you're saying to Speaking the physical truth, being in something... Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah, going to dox like where that. you it live. vibe well with me, all right? But uh, nope. let's just say... Southern California is a lot closer to Mexico City is than Massachusetts. I don't know. I thought like I was being profiled a little bit. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am sorry. Angel Ojeda. <laughs> it's Irish last name. There's an apostrophe. <laughs> uh, so I was I was surprised about this song because uh, I, I assumed it was uh, completely instrumental, and then like in the last like, maybe minute and a half, there's like vocals. So like, oh shit, where did those come from? Uh, but it was quite a lead up um, I noticed that the song uh, ends this uh, album or EP or whatever it is it's kind of short um, and it's kind of a it was, I thought it was a good ending because I thought musically and lyrically because uh, the lyrics are very like hopeful and uplifting it's kind of like a good uh, album I thought it was a very good album ender um, I like this one even though it was a little bit longer on the longer side um, I will say that um, and even though it was primarily instrumental <laughs> And the lyrics are like not melodic at all, um, but I still liked it. I thought it was good. <laughs> I really liked like the crashing drums and the guitars building up, uh, just to like a really great climax. So I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Craig, I, you obviously picked this. Why'd you pick it? Well, because it's good. Uh, was it last episode where we were talking about post as a genre? Yeah. Like just yeah. throwing post on something. Yeah, yeah. And it usually just like, means it's a better version of the thing that came yeah. before it. So like obviously, yeah. So this uh, like this is definitely in the camp of post-hardcore um and it's very solid post-hardcore there's lots of like the other tracks there's lots of screaming there's lots of loud guitars there's lots of like rage but like on hill said hopeful rage um and like this this track to me like pushes things sonically and 
like the the feel of it a little more out there. It's a little more uh, avant post hardcore. That's not a fucking thing, but it, it's a little more experimental when it comes to like the feel of the rest of the album, which is much more traditional post hardcore. Um, to me, like it's a more it's a it's a heavier like more hardcore like rooted version of like Drive Like Jehu. Um, rest in peace, Rick Froberg. Um, and die? like. Uh, died a couple months ago oh damn yeah suddenly just like yeah. how old is he mid 50s uh, i think it's starting yeah. to scare me a little bit like when i was younger if someone died in their mid 50s like oh they're old now that i'm like older i'm like oh shit like didn't matthew perry die yeah today he's something? like not even 60 i think right he's uh, somewhere in his 50s i don't like that don't like yeah. that all right well no it wasn't it wasn't today it was uh two yeah. weeks ago in a day Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, um, but yeah. On Hill mentioned about the the lyrics. Like I, I, I had to translate them because I, I, I I'm the whitest person in the world. Um, and True. yeah, like they, they are. Yeah, they are. They are. They are like oddly comforting. Like it's just it's just four lines, and they're screamed like extremely loud. And translate, it's like basically, if you're going to try, go to the end. It's never too late to start. It doesn't matter. Don't lose hope. We are bigger than we seem. And it's Love like, that. yeah, it's it's like, I don't know, yeah, I, I thought that was very hopeful in a in a weird way because there is a lot of rage and anger in this, and I like that. Uh, speaking of being a jackass or having a lot of rage at people, you can you can do it in a nice way, like like this band. Look at me fit this into the bit. Very good. I appreciate that. But do you think there's a difference in well, musicians? I, I, have a, I have a question. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. Before we move. Yeah. When it comes to hardcore music, because I don't really listen to hardcore, and you guys do, is there like a scale when it comes to vocals? Like, oh, those are re- that's really good screaming vocals, or oh, those are not very good screaming vocals, or is it just kind of like, ah, eh, it's all the same and it's all whatever? It's more about I, the music. I mean, there are definitely screamers who I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's how do I explain this? Like, there's just bands that it gels. The screaming gels with the music very well, and yeah, it's more with it's more how it's mixed. And how, like, if there's any, like, effects on the, the vocals, I guess. Like, to me, it's more how, th- like, yeah, how the how the screaming <laughs> is mixed with everything. And I'll go deeper in that. I actually think, like, if I see the personality in the screaming, like, when I hear, like, Ian McKay from Fugazi, like, I hear his voice. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And it sounds distinct as opposed to just, I don't know, some blah, blah, blah sounds, like, in the background. Like, yeah. I don't know. I almost feel like it has to be a reflection of, like, this is who that person is. I, don't know. I mean, oddly, okay. oddly enough, Rick Froberg had an amazing scream, and he thought he was one of the worst singers in the world. And it's like he's got like the quintessential like raspy scream, post hardcore voice in, in oh, my yeah. in my like imagine like when I think of that that style. But yeah, like there definitely there there are people that just like over. I guess over scream is a weird thing to say. <laughs> to me, it just, it just comes down to the mix enough. and the feel. It's the feel of it. It's yeah. like with metal. Like there's there's screaming, there's like getting a little too guttural, and then there's just like the the like well, like they shove the microphone down their mouth, like, which is good, of course. <laughs> that, no, that's, that's the, the best stuff. Oh, that's the worst. That's the better stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it is it is it is definitely something where it's like to me again, like where the vocal styling can definitely throw me off a band. Where I'm like, yeah, I love everything but the vocals, but I can't get past the vocals because they're a huge part of the song I, in my world. Have- and I'm going to go to our, our submission here, but I want you to think about, is there a difference between the artist who is a musician and the artist who's a filmmaker? Because I think we've kind of touched upon this, but I can think of a couple of cases of, uh, again, uh, musicians who 
shouldn't need to be terrible, but were and are still celebrated. And is there really a difference between the way that uh, directors work and someone in that field? But let's get to our submission here first. This is from Secrets of Fire with their song Ruins. Pretty it's close. Pretty close. Pretty close. I mean, ruins, ruin, runes are often in ruins. So, That's a good you know, point. There's, there's some, you know, alliteration. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh no, we don't usually start with you with the submissions because Craig usually picks the submissions. <laughs> he's the one, as he's already mentioned, he goes through so many Bandcamp links that he actually is able to pick out. Heard that song. Heard that. Heard that from these different bots that put stuff in there. But so, what do you think of this submission here? Um, it was kind of, it's kind of a weird song. It's like I. I felt like I would, I should like it more than I did, but I wasn't quite there. Um, I think maybe the issue for me was like the production and the mixing. I thought maybe could use some work. Um, the, the vocals are really good. I, I did enjoy those, and that seemed to be like the spotlight of the song. Um, I feel like maybe maybe if the song had kind of like a like a late '60s kind of like baroque pop kind of feel, you know, maybe like strings. Or like a really tremble of guitar, horns, stuff like that. I think it could have been uh, maybe a little more. It was like I felt like it was almost kind of there, like wanting to go there, but didn't quite. I thought that maybe could have helped it be better, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, I I thought it was not bad. It, I had like really big vocals. Um, kind of wanted it to be a little. When I saw the cover, I thought, oh, it's gonna be like some creepy kind of goth kind of stuff. At least it's based on the visuals, and it wasn't quite creepy enough. I, I wanted more of that, but I don't know, Craig. What do you, what, what do you think? Why'd you pick this to put as our submission from the thousands of submissions we get every week? I mean, every day, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm on the opposite end of On Hill, where like I like this more than I thought I should. Um, and like you, Ryan touched on it a little bit, where like yeah, there's gothic imagery and stuff. And like when I was listening to this and some of the other tracks, it kind of hit me where it was like, oh, like she. She sort of sings like a gothic Nico Case or like Amy Mann in that feel. And I'm like, is she a gothic singing lady for me? <laughs> and, um, but like, uh, and I think that's really what hooked me. Like, yeah, like her her singing style and the way like the way she like I don't know, uh, is presented in that world like is is amazing. Um, and like the rest of the album is a little bit hit or miss. Like. I think everything is really, really catchy. So, like, even the stuff that I, I wasn't too keen on, like, by the end of this song, it's like, it definitely does grab you. Like, it, it is very, it's an oddly pop centric, gothic tinged album, like, in a weird way. And, and like, yeah, I think because it is just her and a producer, like so, it's like a, a two piece thing where the where from what I'm reading, like the the guy like writes most of the music, and then she like will write some of the words and sing and, and everything. So it's like that type of type of deal. And so like when the production hits with her vocals, it's amazing. 
and her vocals are always really good. And I think sometimes there's not there's a little bit of disconnect between the two, and that's where things kind of fall off the rails slightly. But again, it's it's catchy enough where it kind of by the end it it pulls me back in. That's fair. I I brought up Taylor Swift earlier. Um, and I think she fits into this whole like the artist as like a vision because Taylor Swift's bit, at least as I understand her media personality, I don't really listen to her music, but I have realized she's without a doubt the most powerful musician in the world. Like she made a billion motherfucking dollars on that tour. She just put out a movie on her own with no studios. Like they went right to the theaters, which is something the studios are really freaked out about. And that movie has made bajillions of dollars. Like everyone I know who from like little girls to my daughter's age to grown ass women are seeing this movie multiple times. People saying they're crying, they're dancing yeah. theater, which I first say is awesome. If you like are that into something and you bring that good brings you joy. Good for you. Like, I wish I had that film experience at all. And if you don't have to spend like $400 for tickets to see the Taylor Swift concert, well, some of them the, did that too, you know? And well, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, cause all the tickets were bought by spam bots to, yeah. and then sold on. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> so, it's kind of crazy with that movie too. Cause it was the number one movie at the box office last weekend. And it only played, I think for one or two days on that weekend. Crazy. It didn't play the whole weekend. I know. Crazy. Um, I mean, you mean it like wasn't released on Wednesday for the like the weekend release type of thing where they no, I think it's like it's like the system. I don't think I I well maybe, but I I don't think it played like the whole. I think it played like on Friday and Thursday or something like that because like a phantom event. It's like not something they play every day. And I I mean, I think again that is gonna that terrifies the studios for like is this how like the future is gonna have to be for us? What I mean, but I actually think that Taylor Swift is like Robert Fripp in many ways. I don't know enough about I'm not going to get like Damon Alburn and get canceled here for saying like, ah, she doesn't do like all the music stuff. I think it's probably true. But I think that her power is in the control of the media around her. At this point, I'm getting reviews from Rolling Stone and uh, I'm sure Pitchfork has already got like some positive review of her new 1989 Taylor version. version. And I'm so sick now of just like this fawning over a pop star in a way that just seems so... um, disconnected from the quality of the product and are the people are just saying now I'm afraid of this person like they are such a tyrant they will destroy me personally that well, they're going to no, go along with it I don't think it's not the person it's the fan base that, yeah it's, I don't know it's I think Taylor I, I mean, she knows that she, she controls that right and that's what I'm yeah. saying like she's different like yeah Stanley Kubrick he'll beat up an actress to make her perform the way he wants in The Shining um, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift will send uh, a legion of thirteen-year-old girls to destroy your online uh, experience. I'm, I'm which just is... saying, like, it is maybe a, this is the more modern version of of that tyrant where we used to celebrate the director for being someone who could be like, well, you created such a great piece of art, so it's okay if you like abuse a bunch of people. And now it's, oh, you don't subscribe to a very basic like, and eh, it's just dumb pop music. Like, who cares? And now it's like, how dare you? Like. You you should be fired from this job. We should take. I don't know. Maybe I'm being over dramatic here. And who gives a shit at the end of the day? But I don't know. I, I find that to be like this a new type of tyrant, which controls the media narrative a lot more than those directors did. Who still had to deal with a lot of bad press, like Kubrick and uh, Hitchcock. They were dealing with constant like things in the media, and they weren't being slovenly treated. Like this is just a perfect person that we cannot have any criticism of. So, oh no, I, I got to be right. You got to be. Come on, someone's got to be on my side. Here. I do. Yeah, I do kind of agree with you. I mean. You know, celebrity's been around for, you know, far longer than, you know, movies and gossip rags and, you know, celebrity's been a thing since, you know, ancient times. I mean, but I I think, you know, the celebrity status recently has kind of gotten a little crazy where it's like, 
people make it like a lifestyle almost for themselves oh, or a personality is. trait of themselves. You know, someone's like, oh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Well, that's what does that mean? Like, what does that have to do with you? You know, it's like it's it's a thing where people get angry online and go and bother people because they don't like what they like. It's just kind of like a weird thing that's happening. And I think like artists feed into that and they like that um, because it feeds their ego, which is, you know, what a lot of these artists, you know, live off of. You know, they are they're all very egotistical and narcissistic, of course. That's kind of what helps get them there. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just like just celebrity as a whole is just kind of like gotten out of hand and it's to the point where it's like this you know a person could be tyrannical like this and on it let me just kind of follow up with that do you think the glowing reviews for taylor swift music again i'm an old guy it doesn't speak to me and it's not supposed to speak to me but i also see a lot of women my age also saying it does speak to them and i'm okay well whatever people you like what you like but the glowing reviews I see for a lot of this stuff, which seems very generic and stupid, and like it's no different from Aqua's Barbie Girl or whatever. It's just it's fun pop music, and that's a fun song. But it's not like I should I don't elevate that to this like untouchable piece of art, and that's what I'm starting to feel is a really kind of tyrannical version of these old directors. Is that now it's just that is the narrative, and you must follow that narrative. Craig, I'm right, right? I'm right. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> you sounded it. Like, I would like, so like, if we go back to the Damon Elburn stuff, like, I think part of the reason why he got in trouble was like, he flat out said some, like, what, patently false things and that was it? on. That's what, well, yeah, that, was it? I don't know if it completely Well, that, that she doesn't write any of her own songs? I don't think he said that. Think but I mean, when no, you look at her songwriting for the songs, it was like, here's five different names on here. And, I think it's fair to say, like, okay, well, how much is one individual in that group then contributing to the overall product if it's being sold as this is one singular voice? Again, it kind of goes back to directors with movies, right? Exactly. It's like, well, this is my movie. Oh, was it? Even yeah, though, but, even yeah, though there's like, when yeah, it comes there's, to there's movies, like the editor of the movie and all. Yeah, yeah. there's the, the director of photography on that, on that and front. yeah, there's a lot of mo- like Star Wars. We got we, we talked. George, get George in here. I mean, we talked oh, about God. the fact that like, if people say, oh, it's George Lucas's vision, blah blah. blah. No, no, no. It's like literally. Probably a little bit of his vision and a whole lot of other fuckers well, who did a lot fair, better job. When it was purely George Lucas's vision was when it was at its worst. That's well, true. Worst. Yeah. Oh yeah, you mean the pickles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no. Like to to go back to like like I I wouldn't compare. Oh my god, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I wouldn't compare <laughs> I like Taylor Swift's songs to Aqua's Barbie Girl. Like, I love Aqua's Barbie Girl. I love that song. Just so that no, I want to be clear. I, I, I play that all no, the time. No, no, that, that, that's fine. But, like, that was, a, like, a, a song specifically written to be, like... I, I, a hit? Yeah, I mean, in, in a way. But it, it was purpose... Like, it wasn't... I don't I don't know. Like, it is dumb to say... Like, yeah, it, it Taylor Swift makes pop music and, and all this other stuff. And it's like... Uh, like it, But it does... It's not meant to be... It's not, like it wasn't purposely as campy as what Barbie Girl is or was, you know. Like uh, from that standpoint, like I think I think she legitimately feels like she's giving voice to what she feels sure. and all this other stuff. I would say like, yeah, like her fan base and like I think fandom in general. Like we touched on Star Wars, like the Star Wars fans, like there's the hardcore Star Wars fans are just as bad as the the Swifties, right? Like where it's like if you say one bad thing about Star Wars, they're gonna try and destroy or one you. good thing. 
<laughs> yeah, point, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if that good thing wasn't good enough, <laughs> and uh, and I think so, but but it's like does the create like I don't think you can you should blame George Lucas for like allowing his the fans to get to that point. Yes, I why can. are you saying yes? <laughs> because. You, he encouraged that, and he encouraged the the narrative about Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to let people off the hook for. Uh, no, I like. I don't. I don't think if, if Taylor Swift came out and said like, "Hey guys, don't like, don't go online and and be mean to people." Like, like part of it probably like they would turn on her. <laughs> and I think like so. It's it's kind of like a Frankenstein's monster thing where it's like, well, she it actually created this monster, and now you have to kind of deal with it. So oh, like, no. and she does. I will say one nice thing, one good ish thing about it is like sh- she occasionally does use that power for good, like like tr- like in it, it never like worked out well, but it, she tried. And like okay. the ten, was it ten, the Tennessee Senate race where I'm she tried, sure like, she tried, but or something good, but isn't that also part of her narrative? Like, look, I'm a force for good. How can you dare criticize me? I tried to help. Oh you yeah, the Senate I'm race. sure that's part of it, but <laughs> it's like, it's better than it's better than like the Andrew Tates of the world, where like yeah. they're purposely being like a, a lousy misogynist trying to turn men into creatures. Taylor Swift like, is better than literal neo-Nazi rapists who are in jail but, in Romania. <laughs> yes, I agree, but uh, that's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor Swift. Surpasses it. Over. Yes. Please very, do not come far. after she me. I am not over. putting Taylor Swift into the title of this episode. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and that will be the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what? Give me a prompt. No, I just, you heard what Craig said. You heard what I said. Yeah. I'm right. I, I think I, I think I feel more um, on Ryan's side because I do, I've just, uh, it just, I don't know. It's a you weird You don't see situation. that this is just another version of that tyranny, but now perpetuated in a much larger scale. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. Like, I feel like, uh, I don't know. Like, kind of like I said, like, it's cool to be a fan of something. And, it's, you know, that's like, I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know. It's it's, it's a weird situation. And I, I'm not, I kind of try to stay out of all that kind of stuff and stay away from social media so I don't have to see all the crazy people online that act crazy over dumb things i thought it was funny man you're you're just smarter than i am on that <laughs> I, I remember thinking it was kind of i just turned just turned that fire hose directly into my brain <laughs> <laughs> i remember thinking it was kind of funny when that whole damon albarn thing happened because i remember i did go like on twitter just to see what people were saying to him and people were like who are you who the fuck are you blur who and i thought it was funny because like uh you guys all like fucking gorillas all you all these teen, all teenagers and 20 year olds they still like gorillas is still a very popular band they all like feel good ink but they don't know who damon albarn is because he's not out there being the main face of this gorillas group you know even better yeah, yeah. so i thought that was funny but let's get to this next song here this is from japan this is a band called sinker with their song dead end this one i just wanted some like 
poppy emo stuff, and you know, I like um, you know, especially I feel like Japanese bands who kind of borrow from some of those stylings do it the best. Like there's like a couple steps removed from the suburban kind of lifestyle that that style often is associated with in America, and nothing against that. Like I don't know, Ono, myself, Craig, a little bit, kind of come from that background so I was like yeah that's the culture that produces a lot of this music in suburbia not whatever you lived you didn't live in an urban center let's just say that much you live around a bunch of folks who had garages who could play music and we're singing the songs about man I can't wait to get out of this place and you look around that place and you're like oh it's a perfectly nice place so in a minute my kids want to watch Friday Night at Freddy's but they don't know I'm arguing about auteurs (laughs) tell her tell her we're yelling about Taylor Swift Anyway, I, I'll talk about this. Yes, go um, ahead, I will say I'm I'm very happy that the emo revival seems to be centered on Midwest emo, aka the good kind of emo. <laughs> What's the other? What's where the it other has emo? like just curious. I don't really know. Well, mall so emo? like there, there's like the mall? I, I guess I would say like, mall emo, uh, mall, like yeah, yeah. My Chemical Romance, oh, okay, like okay, screamo, okay, gotcha, like gotcha. more screamo okay. and like pop, pop screamo, whatever, like that type gotcha. of feel to it. Versus like again the Midwest scene where like where there's more math rock to it than pop punk. Um, and I, I don't know if it's, if I, maybe it's me like just self selecting for this type of thing. But again, I randomly click on things on, on Bandcamp, and I, I tend to find more emo leaning things in this world again, especially with like Japanese artists. And I don't like, and I, it, it is kind of cool. Kind of like how there's a lot of like, like weird, good like shoegaze from like thailand it's like it's like it's kind of funny where like there's these countries that just seem to latch on to a genre in a really cool and interesting way italy has a a crazy good like doom metal scene Mm -hmm. like and and the and like uh dream pop there's a lot of good dream pop bands from italy too that it seems that that i've stumbled upon lately but yeah i enjoy this quite a bit i like uh i like math rock influenced midwestern style emo um and all the other emo, not emo, sucks ass. <laughs> oh no! What do you think of this? <laughs> um, well, I'm not like a, I'm not really into emo music. Never really been too much into it. Um, oh, I hate it, but I love this stuff. Okay, um, <laughs> like every emo fan. <laughs> but I've always liked I hate this stuff. But God, I love it so much. But what I've heard, I've I've always really liked the guitar work in it. Um, so I think this song has like that really great guitar work. Uh, I really like the solo and the tone that the of the guitar during the solo kind of reminded me of some like late '90s, early 2000s kind of guitar work. Um, yeah. And anything Japanese is great. So <laughs> Japanese emo, I'm on, I'm on board. Before we get There's to our, a lot of good stuff out there. <laughs> Before we get to our last song, when we look back now at some of the the kind of quintessential bands. Um, that were known for being maybe a bit difficult, at least the leaders of those bands in kind of uh, creating their records. Does it at all affect the way that we assess those albums? Like, do people look back now at Paul McCartney's stuff or at Robert Fripp or whoever else we mentioned and say, you know what, the way they operated, that really wasn't acceptable? Or is music kind of exempt from that? Because I also look at like cancel culture when it comes to films. Like, there has been a reassessment of certain actors and directors because of things they've done in their past. I don't see it as much when it comes to older or, or music musicians, maybe modern ones, but like no one's ever looked back at like the 1970s, all these rock bands that were a hundred percent did a million cancelable things. Like, I mean, I, I imagine probably illegal things 
and we just kind of like eh, yeah, and just moved on. Is the music different than Ono? I, yeah, I think it does get a pass weirdly because I I had this thought when all like the Me Too stuff was happening and all this stuff was coming out about stuff from the you know a long time ago. Um, I thought to myself, oh, this is weird. Like, how come the obvious ones aren't getting hit? Like, I think to myself, Kiss. Oh, dude, I know those dudes in Kiss were doing some pretty bad things, no doubt. I mean, they're like hedonistic, you know. Uh, saying i mean they say themselves you know some of the things that they've done i know that yeah, they've and, celebrated that yeah. on camera so. yeah i so, saw like i know like there's some you know other big bands led zeppelin let's say for instance you know you know a lot of these mm-hmm. big bands i mean the beatles literally have a line about a 17 year old you know if you know what he means <laughs> yeah so it's just like yeah so but i guess in england that was legal <laughs> so yeah you're probably right um but yeah so it's just like yeah you know, a lot of the entertainment that happened that got hit by this stuff was movies and TV stuff. Um, but yeah, music didn't really happen, and it happens. I feel like it happens a lot. Like, I mean, Chris Brown, known to have uh, physically assaulted Rihanna, no one give a shit. <laughs> you know, he did not get canceled. Well, they people, they, people, they people, try. Like, people it's got, weird people because mad they, like, at it. A... People were not happy with it. They didn't agree with it. But like that dude still comes. He still gets. Yeah. He still comes out at like you know award shows, and he still comes. He still sells millions of records, and um, his music is profiled and things. It's like okay, so we don't care, I guess, about that. You know. So it's it's weird. It's a weird kind of thing. I don't, I'm not sure how that happened, but it did. And then you know, <clears throat> I I was gonna say specifically earlier, and I didn't. But like when it comes to like film, like you, you know, you mentioned like Kubrick and The Shining. Like yeah, it's well known that he kind of like. He kind of uh, was pretty hard on, pretty tough on Shelley Duvall, and he was hard on a lot of actors. You know, on a lot of his movies, you know, well documented that he would do hundreds of takes um, a day for you know small short scenes. But it's like the end result for those was fine. Shelley Duvall herself says, you know, it wasn't like he, what he did to her on that set didn't like affect her life for the rest of her life. She's li- moved. She moved past it. She lived. She continued. So it's like weird to like you know lately I feel like a lot there's like a lot of like weird anti Kubrick stuff and it's like well why is that happening? I wonder too like in that case I mean everyone's saying this director you work with made the best movie ever and you're kind of like well I I kind of put in the performance like who we all remember Jack Nicholson's crazy lines and we remember her like insane just like terrified performance yeah she's great in that I'm movie kind of feeling like she's amazing in that movie oh she's great but also being like you know what. Yeah, he was shitty to me, and I know people don't want me to say it, so I'm just going to be like, it was fine, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I find that kind of like when in the Arrested Development, like I guess you know, I don't even remember the actor's names. Can't bring up that example, but there was you know people really bad to each other on it, and this kind of like waving it away because they're like, eh, I want to move forward and just you know do something else. I don't know. I, I understand that could be a reality too for you know folks in those situations, but yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, again, there's a huge difference with just being just like a loudmouth asshole and like treading into like illegal acts towards other people so like and that's i think that's where like this discussion is hard and like the the me too movement is hard because you start off with oh yeah like this person is objectively bad they did these awful things like like there there's like legitimate sexual assault cases from these people and all this other stuff but and then there's like then you get into like the pseudo gray area where it's like well the stuff that they did 
might have been consensual but they're in a position of power so really was it and then like and then you get into the like the realm of like oh like he said a a a rude thing to me and like then when you talk about and talk about it in general like people focus on oh well everybody's just overreacting because like oh somebody said like a lewd thing to somebody on stage or like they weren't prepared to hear the word boob or whatever and it's like well that's completely different than like what it started off as is like a way to like out you know people like harvey weinstein like and 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 in those worlds but but again like i i i meant like i jokingly said not a joke what he did but like with roman polanski it's like well there's people that are still are that are still trying to get him i I don't want to say uncanceled but like again like he's still a figure in the world of cinema and and everything it's like well he's got like exactly and that like at that point it's like (laughs) well i think so maybe like that that's the type of person again that i mentioned before like they don't like you don't have to like murder the person or like like kill him to like rid the world of of what of of his thing like but he should still be be punished for for what what he is what what he did and not led back into the world where that thing happened like and i'm not saying like the world overall but like the film industry he like he doesn't need to be allowed back in because like oh well uh, the the back then that was just something that happened it's like well yeah but that's a different like and with (laughs) sorry sorry i know you want to move on right but just with roman polanski like he self-admittedly did what he did which is just awful but i'm still gonna watch chinatown that fucking movie's amazing yeah, this is a good movie. Well, no, yeah, and, but, but, uh, well, that that gets into the, the 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 discussion of like, do you stop watching like this stuff pre when something happened or like when you learned about it? Like, so like I, like Mike, I mean, like I Michael say Jackson. People, like, like, you don't have no one has to watch that movie. No one has to watch a Woody Allen movie. No one has to listen to a Chris Brown song. Like, you're allowed to just be like, that's a bridge too far for me, and yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, yeah. You have to watch any of this shit. Or listen to any of this crap. <laughs> but let, let me play one last song for us here. Let's kind of close it out because my kids are desperate to watch Friday Night at Freddy's. I'm sure a film that is just high <laughs> values and morals. Um, this is under. Are, are we sponsored by Friday Night at Freddy's? We are. Yes. In fact, go get the new uh, update. You can download it now on your PS5. It's only five ninety nine to get an extra skin where Freddy actually has a little hat on his head. Wow, Isn't that cute? Awesome. Five ninety nine. Yeah. This is underscores with Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. I had to let the right one in And there was something about this Johnny That seemed different from the rest Johnny, Johnny, Johnny I just wanna be your girl I do, I do, I do Johnny, Johnny All you gotta do is say the word I'll do, I'll do Do anything for you Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Wants me always wearing heels So I do This is good. It's poppy. It's got catchy synth pads. I think it's great. <laughs> Anna, what do you think of this? Uh, well, so I wanted to get a really great pop song because uh, I feel like we don't have a lot too much pop on this uh, show. So I was like, oh, I want to find a really good pop song. And uh, yeah, I think this one was it. It's really, really catchy. has a really great beat, uh, great production. The vocals are really good. Kind of has like a teeny boppy character to them at some points, uh, which makes sense because this movie, this song's not really like a radio friendly pop song even though it, you know it's, it's mm-hmm. even though it's really poppy you know you wouldn't hear it on any radio station cuz it's it's got a very uh, like a scathing kind of message about like grooming and internet uh, predators kind of thing so a kind of message behind it so 
you know, even though it's really poppy, like there's something like you know very serious in the message, and overall, I think it's great. Yeah, Craig, what do you think? I was fucking shocked when the song started because I could not have guessed what <laughs> that this sound would have come out from like the artwork and everything else around the page. Like, <laughs> I don't. It, it, I I hit play and I'm like, what the fuck? It was, it was like. I guess it's like hyper pop, right? Like in that in that world. But then the songs are all like four plus minutes long. Yeah, like they yeah. have a seven and a half minute song. Like, well, that's not hyper pop. So, again, is this post hyper pop, <laughs> where it's like just long a longer version of hyper pop and slightly slowed down, where it's not as obnoxious and like grating? But there's just so much happening. Like there's just so much sound and rhythm and vocals and like it's stacked on each other, but it doesn't feel. It's exhausting to listen to, in a in a in a good way, right? I don't know if I'd, I I listen to the whole thing. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. And it's like it's like a super intense movie, right? Where you just you experience it. You're like, holy cow, that was great. I'm no, I don't want to think. Well, I'll think about it, but I, I never want to experience that again. Yeah. But in in a positive sense, and that's what this album was. It like it was completely shocking. It sounded oddly fresh and new, but like. I knew everything like about it didn't make like it made sense but didn't at the same time. It was yeah, it was one of the more shocking things that I've heard on the in a good way on this on this show in a, in a long long time. And for that, Onhill, thank you for being the <laughs> asshole you are. Oh, cool, the good asshole that you are, the non-cancelable one. Yep. See, my, even my wife wants to watch Five Nights at Freddy's right now. She's like, God damn it. Why am I not watching Five Nights at Freddy's? Dude, are you like the only person that can push play on a movie in your house? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you need to watch this movie? Oh, oh yes. I can't wait for it. I think this is all a ruse. Ryan just, just told his family, do not start this movie without me. Yeah. What we're finding out is Ryan runs his household with an iron Yeah, fist. he's a... Yes, Nobody I watches Five Nights... Was it Five Nights of Freddy? Yeah. yeah. Five Nights of I Freddy's. want to watch The Bicycle Thieves, but, you know, apparently this is what we're going to watch. So, you know, it shows my... How would you accidentally of... just put on Freddy Got Fingered instead? Oh, actually, that might be pretty good. I don't know. Or Friday Night Lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just mash, mash those two movies. Anything with Friday in it. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Okay. Gentlemen, best in show. This is where we pick the this, this song. You're going to be a tyrant here. You're going to be the one who says, oh. like, this is better than all the rest. The rest, they can be right to hell. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to select... Um, I was going to pick the AI one, but that'd be too funny. I'm going to just scoot Devin Morrison, because <laughs> that was a great song. On how about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Bar- Margaret Barbara or whatever. <laughs> the, the whatever is like, clearly a real name. <laughs> yep. Craig, best in show. No, I want On Hill's real pick. That's my real pick. That's a good song. I said I was going to remember it on my deathbed. (laughs) All right. Yep. You can listen to it a thousand different Uh, albums. Next week or next episode, we'll just have seven versions of that song. Very good. (laughs) That would be a good That would be a good Craig, your best in show. Ryan, I'm just just making you get so angry right now. I'm going (laughs) to – I'm actually going to go – with underscores. I just wish people saw the video because my daughter is coming here like five times. So it's like, so funny. Where's Five Nights at Freddy's? All right. No, I'm going with underscores even though I will never listen to it again because it was that – like to me it was that impactful and I know that certain – like with certain people, they will absolutely love it and uh, yeah. it could become a very big thing for yeah. them. Very I have a, I, and if you want to – I have a quick question before we end it. this stupid show. 
Uh, do you, uh, do your daughters <laughs> even play this stupid video game? Why do they care so much? No, but they have older siblings. Is it, it's a video game? I thought you were watching a movie. It's based on we a are video watching game. a movie. It's based on a video game. What they move? have what older game? cousins who obviously play oh, it, and so they, they know them. about it. There's a video game called Five Nights there's at like Freddy's? There's like 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, there's many, and they're very, very popular. So it's Go 20 Nights at Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> yes. yes. I've been calling it Friday Nights at Freddy's, which I think is a better name, but apparently it's Five Nights at Freddy's. You're it's right. Like that is a better name. Plex server. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> that is a way better it's name. It's Mandela effects. <laughs> I, don't understand. I don't understand pop culture at all. No, no one does. But... If you do understand pop culture, you want to tell us about it, you should go to our website, visceral.music.blog. You can send us your submissions or comments. You can email us, visceralmusic at gmail.com. Give us five stars on the podcast app you're listening to it. Sure. Yeah, you already, you already said the emails and shit in the beginning. Nobody's yeah. listening at the end right now. They probably checked out as soon as you They're said watching Five Nights at Freddy's. They're like, oh my God, that's out? Yeah. It. It's on Peacock? I have Peacock. <laughs> it's, it's been out for a couple of weeks. Whoa. She's the really, he's really excited to watch this that's been out for a couple of weeks. It's going to get a four-week-in bump in the theater. They're going to be like, wow, all of a sudden, just this audience is surging to this thing. <laughs> it's going to be like Morbius. <laughs> visual bump works for money. movies, too. Yeah, it sure does. does. All right. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye-bye.